0: This is an LTD Entertainment presentation. Welcome to Brian C. Pusey's Safe Haven Podcast, where we bring you a fresh word every week. Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. praying everyone is doing well on this beautiful day. No matter where you are, no matter which day it is, it's a beautiful day because you woke up and God woke you up this morning for a purpose and with a purpose, on purpose want to send a special, special, extra special birthday greeting to my great uncle, Sidney P. Jones, who's also a pa- uh, former pastor, a retired pastor, uh, one of my earliest mentors in the ministry. want to wish him a happy 89th birthday. God bless you, sir. And praying for more than just a few more for you, sir. Um, I want to also send special prayers um, to the family of Jennifer Dukes. Um, her father is going through a health procedure right now, and therefore, want to pray that uh, he gets better from his procedure. I want to also send special prayers out to myself, because quite frankly, I need some prayers for myself as well. Because you know what? God's got me through another week, another challenging week. But guess what? There's hope uh, in the horizon for me. Um just want to also thank you, the listeners who, and viewers who have tuned in each and every week to hear another great message that the Lord has given me to give you. Thankful for you. God bless you always. Today's message is Staying Together. We're going to be coming from Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 through 13. going to drop a little wisdom, a little knowledge to you uh, this morning, this afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening. want to let you know that God has got you cornered. He's got you covered. Got you cornered, and He's got you covered. Because sometimes when we're in relationships, this is not just love relationships that we're referring to today. This is all kind—friendship, family, uh, and also marriage, and and also uh, just companions and committed relationships. This is this is deep. How do we stay together? How do we keep it together? Well, the Lord has given me a great message today to bless you with it, to bless you with this knowledge. You're going to love it. Trust me. If you hadn't trusted me before now, trust me today. If you haven't listened to a uh, message last week, I I humbly suggest and recommend that you do. It's a great message. Um, what are you denying? You know, and that's that's very important. That's integral. I learned what I was denying myself for many years up until a certain point. I'm not denying myself that. So how do I going to stay together? How am I going to keep this together? That's something that we're going to discuss today. I want to send this also one more special prayer uh, shout out to every church door that is open in his name, every minister that is out there preaching. Also, I want to just send, send a special shout out to all the ministers I've worked with over the years. Um, uh, John Jackson, um, Reggie Williams, Homer Walker Sr., uh, Sellers Vines, uh, Jerry Whitaker, um, Preston Winfrey. I know I'm gonna miss a few, so I'm just gonna say, and, and then some, guess what? Y'all in my heart, y'all really, really shaped me and molded me in a certain way. Also, for those who know him, Reverend Marcus Cosby, out there in Houston. That's right, Reverend Marcus Cosby. Um, it was almost 20 years ago I first heard him, I first heard him preach in person. I He probably preached way more than that, but first time I heard him preach, it blessed me. I saw a man, young man, younger man now, at, the, at that time, who wore glasses and was pretty much studious in the word. Guess what he was up there that lit a seat. I already had a call in ministry at the time I first heard him, but hearing him preach seeing him preach actually pushed me in that right direction. I've told him that I've told him that when I met him in person some years later matter of fact when we were on the same um, same revival one year in and, and I was up there and it, it just felt great It was like looking at a big brother do his thing but anyway. Enough about about I me. Mean, this is probably my longest intro ever, but you know what? God has blessed me to see this day, and I'm just going. To, I'm not going to just hold it all in, keep it to myself. I'm going to let it all out for those who know of me and did not know of me before today. You got a little glimpse of my walk in the ministry. So, but anyway, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to get right into the service. It's scripture time here at uh, Safe Haven. If you have your Bibles ready, your Bible apps ready, we're going to be uh, coming from Proverbs chapter ten. Um, that's once again that's Proverbs chapter ten, starting from verse eleven right on down to the thirteenth verse. Going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows: The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked. Conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. On the lips of one who has understanding uh, on the lips of one who has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of one who lacks sense. Word of God for the people of God, thanks be. Prayer time here at Safe Haven. Um, We're going to once again lift up everyone that I mentioned earlier in prayer. Um, Just want to lift you up in prayer, no matter what your concern is, be it a relationship concern, job concern, financial concern, or just a concern in general about what's going on in this world today, especially this country. Things are changing, and sometimes we feel that it's not for the better. But you know what? If you're a true believer, you, the first thing you're going to do is go to God in prayer about all of this. You leave it all at your altar. Now, your altar could be your desk, your table, your chair, your bed, uh, prayer closet, wherever you have set up and designed, be it your home, be it your actual church, or a church that you've never gone to, but you know you trusted enough to go in there and and go to their altar and pray. This is what we do. This is how we get through. If you didn't know, now you don't. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to just thank you right now for another opportunity to say thank you. We thank you for waking us up this morning in our right minds and giving us another opportunity to serve our purpose, O Heavenly Father. Some of us may not know our purpose yet, so therefore that's why we're not serving in it. But guess what, Lord? You are still blessing us with an opportunity to seek you out so we can serve to find out what our purpose may be. Right now, I want to just lift up every church door that's open in your name, every minister that's got to get into the pulpit this morning to preach a word that you sent from on high to to the masses that they have to preach to. Right now, we want to also pray for every podcast ministry, every podcast preacher out here, O Heavenly Father, who is doing your will the best way they can to send a word out to those who follow them. We want to also send out a special blessing for Safe Haven Podcast and for me, Oh Heavenly Father. Continue to use me in the way that you see fit, O Heavenly Father. We're praying right now for the word that is about to come forward, O Heavenly Father. If, if it was not imprinted already in my heart, O Heavenly Father, imprint a new, a new word, O Heavenly Father. Put it on my mind, put it on my heart, put it to my tongue, O Heavenly Father, so I can give it to all those who listen. I also send a special prayer to everyone who does listen to Safe Haven Podcast, who does view Safe Haven Podcast now, o Heavenly Father. Continue to bless this ministry. Bless those who are blessing me. To bless them with this ministry of Heavenly Father. So they can continue to get through their days of Heavenly Father. Make their days a little bit lighter than it has been. We pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen and praise the Lord. Today's message is staying together from Proverbs chapter 10 verses 11 through 13. Once again, today's message is staying together from Proverbs 10 verses 11 through 13. Let us prepare for a message from the Lord. It's message time here at Safe Haven. Uh, Once again, have your Bibles uh, open to Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 through 13. That's in the Old Testament. Once again, it's Proverbs chapter 10, verses 11 through 13. Going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. On the lips of one who has understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of one who lacks sense. Word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. For the few moments that we have together, I ask that you pray with me on the topic, Staying Together. Staying Together. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray right now for this message that is about to be given right now. Heavenly Father, bless me in the way that you see fit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my most blessed Redeemer. Empty me out and fill me up with your Holy Ghost. We pray this prayer. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Staying together, what a topic. What a message right here to hear this words of wisdom from Solomon. That's right, Solomon wrote Proverbs for those who didn't know. And for those who did know and they did not remember, now you know again. We got to remember, Solomon went through a lot in his life. He made some choices. Most of them were wise choices and some of them were unwise. He thought they were wise at the time. Does that sound familiar? sounds like some of us sometimes. We make some decisions when we think we're making the best decision that we could based off of some knowledge and some wisdom. But in the end, it turned out that it may not have been so wise at the time. But we, for those who learned the lesson from those decisions that became unwise, we became kind of wiser because of it. You know, I was reading this scripture. I was meditating on it. And I was looking around it, surrounding it, to see what was going on. And you know, a lot of things according to this was about the four tongues. And and when I dug deep into that, you know, for those who didn't know what the four tongues are, I'm going to tell you to you because it was this has been brought up in Proverbs a lot. Four tongues is the control tongue, the caring tongue, the conniving tongue. And the careless tongue, let me guess. Some of us know somebody who has these kind of tongues. The ones with the control tongue, they make sure they say the right thing at the right time and make sure they don't say anything wrong. Then there's the caring tongue, the one that says the words of comfort, of concern. And then there's the conniving tongue, will say anything sneaky to make sure that they get what they got coming. Hmm. And also, the careless tongue. They just say whatever comes out of their mouth. They, it doesn't matter if it's a good word or a bad word or a word in between or a word that you ain't never heard of. Kind of like how, how a lot of people these days get all these all these acronyms. You know, For me, it used to be LOL. And now, I-K-Y-N-E-N-T-O-Y-O-Z. I don't know what they're saying. I was having that conversation with my cousin's Yesterday, and I'm just like I don't know what I'm saying. I barely know I, you know, in the, in some of these things. I k y k two c. I don't know. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to act like I know what I'm talking about on that one. But anyway, when you think about it, that's what the first uh, uh, the 11th verse here was talking about. When you think about it, see the mouth of the righteous is the fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. I don't know what side of the fence you are. On. I'm hoping you're on the mouth of the righteous, because you have the fountain of life. Because the last thing I want to know is that you're listening to me and you have the mouth of the wicked, and you're concealing some violence within you. And I'm going to pray for you right now, dear Heavenly Father. I'm praying that anybody who has a wicked mouth and is concealing violence, I hope you just you just strike that down right now. Strike that spirit within them. Remove it from them. Oh, Heavenly Father, in Your Son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You know, you got to be careful on how you speak to people and, and when you do. You got to understand that not everybody has had your, your life. Not everybody's had a good life and not everybody's had a bad life. We've had a life, you know, and we made it to however old we may become when you, we meet each other for the first time. But think about it. We got there, be it good or bad. And some of them will say that they leaned on God, and some will say they don't believe that God did it for them. They believe they had to do it all themselves. I want to talk to those briefly, the ones who think they did it all themselves, think about God gave you the strength, gave you the endurance, gave you the power within yourself to get you to where you are. You may not believe that, but guess what? Today, I pray that you receive it. Right away, the first point of today's message is simple. It's don't let anyone tell you that you're worthless. I say it again for my note takers. Don't let anyone tell you that you are worthless. I don't know about you. Throughout my walk in life, it doesn't matter if I was a young young kid coming up, um, great great background, great uh two parent household middle class, you name it, went to private schools. There were times when I ran into peers and even some teachers who, uh, for the lack of better words, call me worthless. They didn't say it out loud. They didn't say, Brian, you are worthless. Now, maybe the young, the, 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 my peers, my peers at the time did. And it's okay. I forgive them now. I mean, I'm 41, going on 42 years old. If I'm going to sit here and hold a grudge about what you said to me over 30 years ago, then there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't even be a man, a god. I shouldn't be a minister. Shouldn't be a preacher. Shouldn't be a Christian. If I held a grudge. So if they happen to get a hold of this message, by any means necessary, I want to let you know I forgave you a long time ago. I could not hold on. To that negative feeling that you gave me, that worthless feeling that you gave me. What I'm trying to say is, a lot of people call me worthless. They say I I was this, I was that. I've been in relationships where 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 they where people told me that I was worthless. I want I, I couldn't believe that they said that. It hurt me. It hurt me to the core. It did because I was giving my all to someone who did not want to receive anything that I was giving you know a lot of people in the media a few months ago they were talking about about you know this person this Oscar winner who who got on stage and slapped somebody and then and then had a very 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 teary Oscar acceptance speech and a lot of people were like why are you still in that toxic relationship why are you staying together with somebody who's causing you to act out like this because of whatever reason maybe somewhere along the line We don't all, not everything is caught on video. Maybe somewhere along the line, that person told him he was worthless. But instead of him getting the the hope he received from someone other than that person, maybe he felt hopeless. Maybe he feels worthless. I don't know. I don't know the man. Only thing I know is his his work, his work that he's done on screen and on, on music. That's all I know. I can't speak for him. But maybe I can speak for myself. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. There were times when I felt like I was worthless. When I got into the ministry, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought, well, I know I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was going to go about it a certain way. You know, God calls people to ministry, and not all of it is preaching. I remember my great uncle, the one whose birthday is today. He said to me one time, and I still remember, I took it to heart. I remember it after 20-some years. He said, Not everybody was called to preach. You may have been called to be in the ministry, but it's preaching your thing. You know, at first, when I heard all these other ministers coming at me, giving me all these pointers, I don't remember everybody else's pointers, but I remember my uncle's pointer. And I remember that. And I realized, because at the time, I just wanted to be a deacon. I just wanted to be kind of like the distant right hand of the pastor. I'm like, let the pastor do the heavy lifting. And I'll just spot them. Amen. And you know what? That was me tearing myself down before I could let God build my build me up. Because the moment I decided to let God just build me up, guess what? I ain't looking back. I ain't worthless. You know, people, people come, people go. Relationships come, relationships go. But guess what? I want to stay together with the Lord. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to stay together. We got to get back, back, back into the scripture here because I could go on forever for this. You know, verse 12. Verse 12 says something that, that will touch you. And it's going to segue right into the second point. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Point, second point of today's message. Let your union Be guided by God first. I'll say it again. Let your union be guided by God first. I'll I'll say, I'll quote verse 12 one more time. Hatred stirs up strife. But we're going to put a pen right there. Hatred stirs up strife. Imagine being in a union with someone you can't stand. Imagine Having to be a part of a relationship where it's completely one-sided. Or even worse, it's no-sided. You just happen to be there because you need somebody to help pay your rent. You're not loving the way you want to love. You're not feeling the way you want to feel. You're not even living the way you want to live. You're living in a shadow of somebody who does not love you or God. Or themselves for that matter. Now, what do we do? As Christians, we say we need to pray on it. That's good. You can pray. Praying is great. But here's, here's the thing. Here's the catch with praying. That's just a conversation between you and God. Now, if God does his best, believe you me, he can do his best, and, that, and there's no breakthrough, there's another prayer you need to pray on. Can we stay together? Now, I know the name of the the sermon is staying together. But here's the thing about staying together. You don't want to stay together with someone that you're unevenly yoked with. You don't want to stay together with someone who does not have you at at the core. If they don't care about you at the core, they they already don't care about themselves. If they don't have God first, what is this all about? Sometimes I I always say that that cross thing is a symbol. Looking up to the Lord. And this is how he embraces us. He's ready to embrace us at all times. I remember I did that, did this pose in a church one time. And the pastor at the time, he, he he made that stand out for me. And guess what? I understand it now. I understand it because I'm living it. If you don't have God first, everything else... It's irrelevant. Your job search is irrelevant if you don't have God first. Your relationship with your children or your spouse doesn't mean a thing if you don't have God first. Put God first in everything. There is nothing wrong with putting God first. He put you first when he created you on the day that you were supposed to be created. He, first, he made sure you were born on the day you were supposed to be born on. He made sure that you got to the point where you are right now, where you're listening to this message. He did it all. So what's wrong with giving God an opportunity to be number one? We all have number ones down here. Matter of fact, I have number ones down here. You know, everybody's number one to me. you probably say, Rev, what are you talking about? How can everybody be number one? It's simple. Because quite frankly, everybody's number one to me because it, they serve a purpose. In my life. In a different category. Category of love. Number one. Somebody over there. A uh, category of keeping my finances together. Number one. You're over there. Uh, another one to make sure that I'm staying on this right path in the ministry. Number one. Over there. Now, if you happen to be serving a more than one role, you're still number one. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you need to do when you talk about number one. Number one's down here. But God, He's the ultimate one. Amen? He is the one, the inescapable one. You know, I just heard out the song that I had written. Well, technically, I kind of like tailored because it was based on Psalm 139. I called it the inescapable one. Please know, you need to read Psalm 139 on your own leisure and realize that that scripture defines everything that we do. There's nothing that we do that God doesn't know and God can't see. He created the darkness and the light. So, imagine that uh, someone that created all uh, both light and dark. You can turn off the lights, turn off the lights, and guess what? God will see you. You like I see you. I got I can see all. That's what He will say to you. So nothing you do in the dark. There's things I've done in the dark. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm perfect. I have done nothing wrong. I've I have served God all of my life. Level is a liar. Guess what? I've served God, yes. But there are moments where I've slipped too, just like you have slipped. But guess what? I didn't stay on the slippery slope. I made sure I grabbed a hold of the Lord, the word of God, and I got myself out of it. Well, God helped me get myself out of it. Amen? And that's what we have to do sometimes. That's what happens when you let God guide you first. You got to let God guide you. Don't jump ahead of God. That's the problem with some of us these days. We want to jump ahead of God. We want to jump ahead of the one who created us. Matter of fact, we want to jump ahead of the one that created the path. Amen? He created the path that you are on today. Why do you want to jump ahead of it? Enjoy the moment. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you a story before we get into the third point. Yesterday, I went to the birthday celebration for my uncle. I just sat there and awe. Hanging out with some of the cousins, and one of them is my number one cousin. Don't worry, about the cousins, everyone, like I said a minute ago, everyone's number one for a different reason. I will never share the reason why this certain number one is number one, but guess what? They're number one because we just cool. We just cool. Matter of fact, there's one, and one, one A and one B. Two cousins I love. One I used to give a ride to when I attended my great uncle's church. And, you know, we would talk all the time. He was saying, man, we need to hang out. We need to hang out. Guess what? Message received. Finally, I received it in my mind and in my heart. I heard, always heard it up here, but I didn't hear it down here until yesterday. I realized it. I said that I need to hang out more. I need to hang out with this young man. I need to help guide him. And I said, I said, it's more like you need a big brother right now. That's what you need. You are a big brother, but you need a bigger brother. You need a bigger brother to come in and swoop in, talk to you, guide you, lead you in a certain way that no one else can right now. And you know what? I understand that. That's why I realized. I said, I got to let God guide me. And now I understand what God is guiding me to do. I'm doing all these great things, all these great works, podcasting, video podcasting. I'm getting the ministry out because, you know what, I could not continue to be handcuffed by a by stru- uh, structure and organization that did not understand that sometimes when you're called, you're called. God will provide everything for you at a given time. Yes, if I could go to the places they want me to go to, I would. As a matter of fact, if they paid me to go, I'd go, amen? I can't just quit my job. I can't just do What some other people do, I can't do it because I'm I'm not set up, I'm not financially set up to do that. But no, no, I'm not complaining. It's just the truth. I'm gonna use my gifts. I've always had a gift to listen. I've always had a gift to discern. I've always had a gift to be able to to weed out what's going on with somebody and to be able to counsel them. That's right. I've been a counselor even before I even took classes on being a counselor, amen. I was in that moment. And I said that this relationship, this family relationship needs to stick together because we are that generation now where everyone looks up to us. We're going to be, if we're not already, we're going to be. And there I was, sitting there, I told one of the cousins. Uh, he asked me, he said, what's the message going to be uh, for today? And I, of course, probably didn't know what the message was going to be. I had. Couple messages uh, flicking around in, in my heart, and first two words came to me: "Staying together." That's right. We all got to stay together, because this is what family is about. This is what it's all about. This is what the body of God is like. We have to stay together. We have to fight through these things. I know there are people out here right now who are concerned about the Roe v.ersus Wade being overturned after all these years. I get that. And we're all fearful now that that a lot of the amendments, uh, especially us, uh, might get overturned too. But guess what? I can't fear. I can't sit here with fear. I mean, I'm concerned, but I'm not fearful. Because you know what? God is going to make a way out of no way. Matter of fact, God is using this moment, these moments, to teach us a lesson. Now, are we going to sit and listen to that lesson? Or are we just going to sit here and let it be done to us in the wrong way? No, this is when we need to stand up and do something. Not just talk. I could talk all day. Matter of fact, if there's something I can do, please, somebody contact me and I'm going to do it. You know, I'll get in the pulpit right now, someone's pulpit, and talk the same talk that I'm talking right now. I mean, I have no problem listening the preachers talk about one thing or another thing, but it's time to talk about the thing. What are we doing to stay together? Because the more the more messages I hear, the more is picking apart and separation. We don't need no more separation. We need to come together, amen? I'm tired of hearing, hearing some preachers talk about how we got to separate from this person and that person in order to, to gain access from God. God did not call us to separate from the source. Yes, this place that we live in is corrupted. It is twisted. It is naughty. It's all get up. Yes, I could go somewhere else, but somewhere else might be worse. Because guess what? I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be just like we are to those who come here. I'm going to treat them like they ain't nobody. Amen. Third point. Believe it or not, it led me to the third point. Remember that you're together. With a purpose. Say that again. Remember that you're together with a purpose. I'm going to read the 13th verse. This one reaches home. Matter of fact, verse 12b to 13. But love covers all offenses. On the lips of one who has understanding, wisdom is found. But a ride. For the back of one it for the back of one who lacks sense and I worry about verse B, uh, verse 13b but thir- uh, 12b and 13a speaks speaks to me I've always been a man who loved wisdom if you would ask anybody as a kid what was my favorite part about reading the Bible was reading proverbs I used to read proverbs back and forth Almost every day, every Sunday, especially every Sunday. You know, I had stopped doing it because I thought at a certain point, I got old, I'm old, I'm I'm grown man, I don't need to read that anymore. No, I, well, guess what, Mr. Grown Man, I needed to know. I needed to read it again. And I've been studying like, like like no man's business. Have I ever preached from Proverbs? No. Believe it or not, this is the first time I've ever preached from Proverbs. If I preach from Proverbs... It's probably I picked some scriptures, I picked some verses from Proverbs and put it into another full-body sermon. But in this case, this is the first time. It won't be my last, because I learned some wisdom. As a matter of fact, I sat under the learning tree. This is what I call the learning tree. I call I, I never said this out loud, but I'm probably saying it out loud for the first time. I considered sitting with my great uncle, who was a pastor, who was one of my earliest mentors. In the ministry, I I call it whenever I'm with him. I'm sitting under the learning tree. Here I am, learning from him. More, more, most time, more times than not, I sit to listen because I want to learn. I've always been that kind of a young man, especially when it came came to came to ministry, came to Christianity, all of that. And you, I remember him yesterday talking about a story about how Jesus was in the temple going about his father's business. And it reminded me of a few times my father would take me to church. And this was before my father got really entrenched in the church that I grew up at. We went to this other church, uh, not too far from my grandparents' house. I remember the name, Second Baptist Church in, in, in Harvey, Illinois. And we were just going to Sunday school the first time I had ever really gone to Sunday school and they didn't have a youth Sunday school so I'm sitting in there with the adults I'm sitting there, I'm soaking it all in like a sponge I enjoyed that because that was a togetherness I had never felt before in the church the church I grew up at I won't say anything bad about them I learned some things there too but the inclusiveness I never got. I never felt it there, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm not saying I didn't learn anything from the teachers, the past, uh, the ministers who who taught Sunday school. Uh, nothing against them. It's just that it didn't feel inclusive enough to, for me. You know, they if they, if I sat with the adults, the first thing they say we're going to put you with your, your with your age group. Not realizing that I learned more by sitting with you, the the generation that I'm going to be inheriting. The minister, uh, you know, this walk, this journey from, I mean, hearing it from you. And I had nothing against learning things with my peers, but my peers weren't on the level that I was already destined to be on. Amen. And sometimes I think uh, that church lost translation, got lost in the translation of what it means to be together, what it means to stay together in this walk. You see, we're in this for a purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, you're going to be like this person that, that was at the church when I was growing up. They never went to Sunday school. They never did. They spent the entire Sunday school making sure the young people were in Sunday school. And I couldn't be that person. I, I didn't want to grow up to be that person just to say, oh, where, where, why aren't you in Sunday school, young man? You should be in Sunday school. First thing I wanted to say to that person every time I saw him, I said, why aren't you in Sunday school? I'm not in Sunday school because you're not in Sunday school. I'm looking up to you, amen? We got to be in this together. We got to stay together. Matter of fact, if more of us had come together, the world would be a better place. It's no no longer the time of being apart. This is not going to work. Being apart doesn't work. We part the Red Sea. The waters never touch each other. What's that about? Exactly. So when it comes to doing this, doing this journey that we call life, we need to come together way more than we do today. COVID should have taught us something. Should have taught us something. A lot of us didn't learn that lesson. All of us all many of us want to do after COVID uh, after the big, big part of COVID passed, guess what they wanted to do? Go back to doing the same things they were doing before. Not evolving. I mean, this is the wrong with going going to Aruba, going to the Dominican Republic and all that jazz. What, what when was the last time some of y'all went, decided to go to Europe? Yes, I know I'm black, but how many times you been to Africa? Okay, I haven't been, but that doesn't mean I don't want to go. It just means I can't right now. When was the last time any of y'all went to Brazil? Europe, UK, Italy, Germany. Come on, there's more to life than just going into the DR. In Jamaica, man. Amen? point of this is we got to stay together. We got to do something different. We got to be better than what we have been before. Because God is calling on us, on all of us, to fulfill our purpose. I have a purpose. You have a purpose. We all have a purpose. Instead, Instead of us fighting about it, fighting amongst each other, taking each other out, mass murders, Guys, put your guns down. Talk. Put your fists down. Talk. And understand this when you do put your fists down, put your guns down. You have to agree to disagree sometimes. My opinions may not agree, might not line up with your opinions, but I will respect you for giving me that opinion. This is how we stay together. This is how we come together. Because these days more than ever, we need God to help us help each other. I'm tired of the days where we don't help each other. If I get a job, I'm gonna help you get a job. Amen. I don't I don't care if I like the job or not, but I'm gonna help you get this job. You're gonna be my replacement. Amen. I'm gonna move on up. I'm gonna put you in my spot. And then you help you do that and you elevate somebody else. I'm about elevation, amen. I will gladly teach somebody how to do this. And hopefully they take off and do the right thing. Amen? That's what I'm about. Elevation. That's how we stay together. We come together. We stay together. We pray together. We're going to do this together. No more doing this by ourselves. We're not in this alone. We never were. And never will be. Word of God. For the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this message and the messenger. We pray that this word is applied to all that we do and all that we say and all all that we accomplish this week and there, and beyond that. We want to pray that you just continue to bless me, bless Safe Haven, bless those who listen to Safe Haven as we go about our week and go about our day. In Your Son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Welcome back to Safe Haven. I want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. Praying that you all have a blessed week. Um, next week is going to be a great one, too. Um, God is going to bless us with another great word. Um, continue to keep me lifted up in prayers, my family lifted up in prayers. Once again, I want to spend a, send another special shout-out to my great-uncle, Sidney P. Jones. Praying that you have a blessed birthday, sir. It was great celebrating with you yesterday. Um, grateful for you always. And yeah, my love and respect, sir, from here to you. If you're watching, I know your family may be watching or listening. I'm prayerful that they shared this with you. And just want to let you know, sir, I respect you, love you, and grateful for you. In the meantime, guys, going to just say until next week, Please continue to tune in to the po- uh, podcast. Podcast. Tune into the tune into the podcast on Safe Haven org. Yes, that's right. We're on a webpage. Uh, www dot Please come on in. You can drop a review, positive only, please. Um, if you have a prayer request, you can always drop a prayer request. If you are a church and you a ministry and you want to have me come to your church or do a podcast, you can go on there and go to the ministry contact section slash prayer request section. Either or, I will get it. I will receive it, and I will come. I'll gladly come to your church and bless your church, your church congregation with the word that the Lord has given me to give them personally. I'll be the personal messenger that day. <laughs> in the meantime, all hearts uh, centered and humbled. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this service. Please dismiss, dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Let us continue to do your will, Heavenly Father. Let us continue to find our purpose. and let us. Pray, we are praying that we stay together in this walk, in this journey that you have given us. You have blessed us to see no matter how old we are today, Heavenly Father. You bless us to see it for a reason, on purpose, with a purpose, because you are the reason why we have a purpose. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. Have a blessed and safe week. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a safe and blessed week. This was an LTD Entertainment presentation.